0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you're listening to the part of my fresh podcast. My name is AO. We're talking pro wrestling today, NXT UK Takeover Cardiff, AEW All Out, AEW versus NXT. The Wednesday Night Wars popping, House of Glory Wrestling, NXT back in 2012, a whole bunch of shit. All right, so stay tuned. We're getting to all of that in a second. It's part of my fresh. You heard? Yo, 1212. It's a part of my fresh podcast, yours truly, A.O. Scud. This episode is unofficially sponsored by the Bronx Brewery. (laughs) I'm about three of these these motherfuckers in. What is this? It's the Bronx Brewery American Pale Ale. It's the the orange joint. I usually get the purple one, but uh, I'm a little light. I'm on the American Pale Ale today. Shouts to you. It's a happy Saturday. I'm recording. this my fiance, right? So she's uh she's putting together. She should be uh, actually in the middle of a, a reveal party right now that she helped put together. So I got time. <laughs> What's up? Thought I'd fire up the old podcast machine. Talk to you, you fine people. Felt like talking some wrestling today. I don't really talk too much wrestling on the podcast. That's gonna change too. Like I definitely want to talk a lot of wrestling. I talk a lot of wrestling off the podcast. Might as well talk a lot on. Shouts to y'all. Before we even uh go further though, make sure you follow part of my fresh at part of my fresh on Instagram and Twitter. Follow me at AO Baker. That's A-O-B-K-E-R on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Shouts to Trav, they gearing up about to head over to across the pond for a bit. John Bells, Milan, the rest of the familiar What up, boys. I went and caught uh John show where I was at I was at Jones Beach Theater. That was my first time at Jones Beach Theater, which is sad because, like, I'm originally from Long Island, like from uh from Roosevelt, which really isn't that far. It's a good twenty minute drive, fifteen minute drive from Long Beach Theater. But that was my first time, first time there, which was dope. Cause I got to hang out with the fam, chill backstage for a bit. Saw a bunch of the, the the fellas that I haven't seen in a a quick second or two. So it was a good show, I had a good time, um, and just really hung out. So shouts to the, the whole Beautiful Mind fam, Lawrence the band, all that. So yeah, it felt like talking a little bit of wrestling. There's a lot going on in pro wrestling right now. A lot of talk about AEW, a lot of talk about NXT. Of course, WWE is the big fish in the pond. But yeah, I'm really excited about what we have coming up. In just under a month, or just over a month, just about a month. Specifically on Wednesday nights, the new Wednesday Night War. NXT, of course, is going to be on the USA Network. And AEW is, of course, on TNT. Definitely looking forward to the new Wednesday Night War. AEW just had all out. NXT, the UK division anyway, they just had their takeover Cardiff which I want to talk a little bit about as well. want to give a shout-out to House of Glory Wrestling. I'm coming up, uh, again, in about a month, October 5th. Shouts to Ronnie. Ronnie and I are going to be hanging out at uh, at House of Glory, going to be front row. I love going to House of Glory. It's always a good show. Shouts to Matt Travis and Cash Flow Ken Broadway. Private Party got signed to AEW. They're out of uh, House of Glory, out of their training school. Saw them on a bunch of shows. Amazing tag team to see live. I can't wait to see what they do with AEW. They had a great match at All Out. So that's going to be a, a really good time. October 5th, House of Glory. The NYC Arena, which is actually Amazon for anybody that knows. Jamaica, Queens. Shouts to Big Hodge Media, by the way. Big Hodge, what up? He's the uh, one of the, the video directors behind HOG. Shouts to Big Hodge. So yeah, let's talk a little bit of NXT UK. Take over Cardiff. I mean, listen, I watched Walter versus Tyler Bate. And if you haven't seen Walter, I got a chance to watch. Uh, I think I was introduced to Walter in Progress Wrestling. I'm pretty sure I saw him for the first time in progress. And then some YouTube clips here and there. And, you know, a dream match of mine would be to see Walter versus Samoa Joe. Just because it like a similar build, of course. Walter is taller than, than Joe, but a similar, a similar build. And Walter's just the kind of dude that'll beat the shit out of you, and he's not gonna, he's not gonna make it cartoonish. It looks like it really hurts because it probably does really hurt. But I love watching Walter matches. He's one of the few guys that I'm gonna seek out. Like anytime I see a match, you know, or, or read about a match, like this person was involved or that person was involved. If Walter's name is one of those names, I'm gonna make it a make it a point to watch. Same could be said for Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate is part of British Strong Style, which of course includes Pete Dunn. Um, and out of the three, like I I think like like Tyler Bate, Tyler Bate's amazing, and he's so he's I think he's like 24, or 25 years old, and. The ceiling on how far he can go like how good he's actually going to be Tyler Bader's amazing so I try to keep up with NXT UK like their regular show I don't get ch- I don't w- really watch it weekly but you know every so often I'll you know I'll catch a uh, you know a little pocket of time where I'll catch up on like two or three episodes at a time or whatever just to see what's going on and uh listen this is one of the best matches that you're going to see this year period. Walter versus Tyler Bate right now off top of my head is definitely in the runnings for match of the year. It went 40, 45 minutes. Walter is the champion coming in. I'm not going to tell you what happened just because like, I know for the most part, a lot of you that are listening probably haven't had a chance to see it yet. More people definitely saw AEW than they saw the uh, NXT UK, but make it a point to watch. Make it a point to watch Walter versus Tyler Bate. Um, I think there were five, about five matches on the card. And it was a great show. You know, and it happened early in the, in the day that the, uh, the same day that the, that the uh, All Out, AEW All Out happened. It was the same day, early in, in the day. Because, you know, over in the UK, they're about five or six hours ahead of us. So that was going on about 3 Eastern, which would be the time over here. And then later on that night, 7, 8, whatever time AEW started. So he had a nice block of wrestling, a nice day of wrestling. But listen, and it was a New Japan show earlier that day as well. But, you know, I saw those two shows, and I think Walter versus Tyler Bay was the best show of the weekend. So make it a point to watch that watch that match particularly. Um, so let's talk a little bit about AEW All Out. Everybody is obviously talking about Jericho being the... Uh, first ever all elite wrestling world champion. A little bit of the bubbly as I sip my Bronx Brewery. Yep. I want to give a shout out to Big Swole. Who was part of the pre-show and part of the Casino Battle Royale. To determine one of the number one contenders for the first AEW Women's World title. Big Swole I, I, I follow on Twitter. I watched a bunch of clips. I think she really did her thing in that uh in that match. It's a clunky kind of match. Like there's so much going on, it's pretty hard for a lot of the camera people to keep up. But you know, I think Big Swole stood out and I just wanted to give a shout out to her. There were a bunch of people in that match that stood out. But we'll definitely check for Big Swole. Um Private Party was another part, the second match of the uh of the the pre show. And again like just just giving a shout out to House of Glory. They came out of the school. They're going to do big things and both of those guys are really young. So they have time to grow, they have time to develop their characters, they have time to adjust their characters to whatever AEW wants to present. And uh, I'm really looking forward to to seeing what what private party comes to the table with. But they had a really fun match. Uh fast forward to the main show. Yeah, Kenny Omega versus PAC. This is PAC's first match. In all elite wrestling. Um, he had been doing his thing over in Japan and over in the UK. But I don't know what, what it, whether it was visa issues or something else. I think it was visa issues. Was the reason why he had to get pulled from the initial um, AEW show, Double or Nothing. He was originally supposed to have a match um, against Hangman Page to determine who would be the one of the number one contenders for the title. But, you know, we got all that straightened out. Pac came over, he had, and for those that don't know who Pac is, I don't know how, but like, if you listen to this, I'm pretty sure you know who Pac is, but if not, Pac was Neville over in WWE, and before that, he was Pac on the independent scene. Um, He had a a, a great match with Kenny Omega. Now, Kenny Omega, in singles competition, I think was either 1-1 or 1-2. So he lost to Jericho at Double or Nothing, then he beat Shima, and then he lost to PAC so he's one and two now he's one and two now but the two of them they tore it up and as far as just having a really great amazing modern style wrestling match again like that was one of my, that was probably my favorite match of all out um you know the tag match the 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 ladder match between the lucha bros uh, Pentagon and Ray Phoenix versus the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson was a lot of people's favorite match and the highest rated match. Uh, by the way, check out this really fire app. It's called Grapple. It's G-R-A-P-P-L um, without the E. So it's Grapple without the E. Um, but it's like a community rating system. They basically have, you know, a majority of the the notable promotions and the notable companies. And they go show by show and they give you a chance to give like a star rating one to five um, on whatever show you watch, whatever match. Um, So check grapple. I think if I remember correctly, that was the highest rated match from this show from all out. But. I really believe I really like Pac versus Omega was definitely my highest rated match and my favorite match. Um, I got to go back and check my ratings. Maybe it wasn't my highest. Maybe it was tied four and a half, four and a half or four and four or something like that. But regardless, like that was that was probably that was definitely my favorite match from uh, from the show. So again, uh, you know, check that match out. Check the Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. That was some insane shit. You had the the Canadian Destroyer through the table Pentagon with uh, with Mac Jackson. You had Nick Jackson almost die. He he got pushed off a ladder uh, by Ray Phoenix, um, got his feet caught on the top rope as he was supposed to fall to the outside and go through two tables. He went through the one and almost hit his head on the second. That was a scary moment, but, you know, thankfully he's all right. Uh, You had Mac Jackson get the booze of the night. As he pulled uh, Pentagon's mask off, which if you follow Lucha Libre is definitely a no-no. You don't want to do that. Uh, he got a, a an amazing heel reaction right there. Um, and Ray Phoenix to me is I think Ray Phoenix has the potential to be the biggest masked wrestler in the American market, like on the American market since Rey Mysterio. It's a hell of a statement. I think, I'm, remember when you heard it first, if you're listening to this right now, Ray, am I saying he's the next? I don't think, I think that's always corny. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying anybody is the next anybody. Like, I was listening to a podcast or something earlier, you know, just in conversation with somebody who was saying like Ross, and comparing Ross to Big. Like, let, let that person be their own person. But I will say that, like, just business-wise and as far as the American public, because the American public isn't, like as tuned in to lucha libre as real wrestling heads are, and obviously not as much as Mexico is, uh, CMLL and AAA. But like within the American lexicon, when you think of masked wrestlers, automatically you think of Rey Mysterio. I think Rey Phoenix is going to be the guy. Like it's amazing how how good he is, how how well his center of gravity is, his balance. The way that he runs the ropes and, and, and can maneuver on the ropes. Um I'm not sure how old he is, but I know he's younger than Pentagon. They're, they're brothers, by the way. So like I know he's younger than Pentagon. But it's just amazing how good he is. And it's hard to really stand out. Like when you when you're in a tag team and both of the members of the tag team are really, really good. Like with Pentagon, Pentagon's a star, by the way. And I think both of them would definitely uh do very well with singles runs uh you know pentagon i can see as 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 a world champion in aew and i can also see ray phoenix as a world champion in 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 aew but yeah like i think ray phoenix he's he's got it for me you know pentagon has more of the character and more of the flair but as far as like the work i would give the nod you know the in-ring work i would give the nod to to ray phoenix So anyway, that was a hell of a match. Um, Obviously, like the Lucha Bros, they were the AAA Tag Team Champions going into the show. They retained. Um, Supposedly, that's going to be the last time that we see the AAA Tag Team titles on an AEW event or on AEW TV because they're going to start rolling out their Tag Team Championships, Um, which brings me to Santana and Ortiz, formerly known as LAX when they were in Impact formerly known as Entertaining Your Fucking Butt Off EYFBO on the Independence before they got to Impact. I think they're both from the Bronx or at least both from Uptown. Um, those are That's my favorite tag team right now. I really, really like Santana and Ortiz. I've seen them a bunch at, at House of Glory. The only reason or one of the only reasons that I was uh, really, really into Impact for a time was because I knew that they were a prominent part and a real major part of that show and of that company. I like what impact is like. I've liked, I have liked what impact uh, has been doing in the past, but there's only so much wrestling that I can really take in <laughs> on a weekly basis. And unfortunately right now when you know, Santana and Ortiz leave, it was really hard for me to, to maintain that subscription and maintain my attention over there. But yeah, you know, I, I, shouts to Don Callis and the whole team over there at Impact. I went to an Impact uh, TV taping. Let's show you how checked out I am. Ronnie and I bought tickets for an Impact TV taping. And I didn't even watch what was taped. at. Like, I didn't watch on TV what was taped at the event that I was at. I think they taped like, you know, two, three, four episodes at a time at those tapings. And I didn't even uh, make time to go and check out what was... Happening on TV at the show that I was at, but you know it is what it is, man. But um, you know I hope Impact gets a chance to put their product on a prominent TV network. I know they have their thing on uh on Twitch, um but anyway, like Santano and Ortiz are my favorite tag team right now, so I'm definitely excited that they made the the choice to go over to to AEW and their tag team division is stack. We talked about Private Party, Lucha Brothers um the young bucks obviously now santana and ortiz are there private party whatever they're doing with the dark order i'm not really a fan of them but you know we'll see what the dark order does they have the first round bye, by the way in the tag team tournament to determine who's going to be the first AEW tag team champions um you know so they they have a lot of talent there obviously her SCU is always in the mix um So we'll see. Scorpio Sky, by the way, I think should definitely have a singles run. He reminds me a lot of Too Cold Scorpio, where I'm not too sure, like, much about his personality. But athleticism for a guy that size, you can't can't dispute that he's probably in the top five best athletes, I think, at least in that company. Like you see the height that he gets on some of the dives that he does, um, again talking about balance, he's a big dude. He's tall. He's obviously over six feet. He's well built. Um, so I'm really, I I think that Scorpio Sky. Like once they really get into the weekly television series and they start to move people around and they have storylines, um, I really really am looking forward to a Scorpio Sky singles run, but um. Yeah, man, like, AEW All Out was a dope show. You know, it's good to hear JR um, on on commentary. It's weird, man. Like, when you you get a chance to, like, I enjoy watching wrestling shows when I'm not on Twitter and when I'm not in Reddit, even though I'm in both of those communities and I chop it up from time to time like people are so overcritical and so quick to just make a a statement about something i, I i'm hoping or i guess they like they hope that you know somebody's going to pick up and their tweet's going to go viral and they try to get their little smart ass shit off and it's like this is a tv show like enjoy the show i don't know maybe that's just me but it's good to hear jr on uh on commentary um excalibur is there I'm um, having a hard time remembering the, the third member of the team. It'll come to me. But Tony Schiavone is going to be part of the weekly TV. So AEW on Wednesdays coming up. NXT, I think, is starting next week or the week after or something like that. They're getting, like, basically a two-week head start on AEW. And it's going to be one hour on, a, uh, uh, on USA and then the second hour on WWE Network, uh, which I'll talk about in a second. Main event. Chris Jericho versus Hangman Adam Page to determine who would be the first ever All Elite Wrestling World Champion. Obviously, Chris Jericho is the champ. thought it was a dope match. I enjoyed it. It's crazy how uh, Chris Jericho has gotten over a spinning back elbow as a really, really credible finishing move called the Judas Effect. He did a couple of YouTube videos showing him training. He used it uh at double or nothing in his match against kenny omega who sold the hell out of it and he used it here to end the match against hangman page who sold the hell out of it i got a chance to see like a bunch of different angles and it was an angle facing uh hangman page and you see jericho connect with the back elbow to the top of his forehead um it looks fucking amazing Like, something as simple as that, Jericho is a king of wrestling. You know, it's really hard to talk about who the greatest of all time is, especially if you haven't been alive for everything, which I haven't. Um, You could say the best of a certain era. You can have your own criteria, best in-ring, best on promo, who had the most T-shirt sales, whatever the case, who's been in more memorable uh, segments and moments and whatever. Um, You know, you can debate that. Whatever, you can have your Mount Rushmore, you can have your top five, your top ten, your GOAT, whatever. Chris Jericho is a king, undisputed. The fact that he's gone from, you know, I think he, he was in Mexico, he did ECW, he did WCW, he did WWE, he did New Japan. He did, uh, he, he's doing All Elite, or uh, AEW right now. Everywhere he's been, he's been top of the card. Everywhere he's been, he has stood out head and shoulders, you know, to make it to the top of the pack. Not just based on where somebody booked him, but based on what he did himself in ring and on the microphone. To get something as simple as a spinning back elbow over is amazing. You know, he reinvents himself. It's 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 you know, ad nauseum now. People talk about how he's been able to reinvent himself. Like, look at what he's able to do. You know, with a cu- <laughs> getting, comp- I don't know what the actual story is, but in my mind, I like to imagine that he just got tossed, like, super sauced in uh, in, 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 in Outback Steakhouse, lost the belt, somebody turned up with it or whatever. And they put the, you know, he goes and, and shoots a couple of promos, probably on his iPhone. Did a promo when he lost it, when he was in the pool with the scarf on. He pours the champagne in the glass and then drinks out of the bottle. <laughs> you know, even before that, after you win a title, when the cameras are following him backstage for the for the post show, he's just like, uh, oh, a little bit of the bubbly. And he saw how people responded to it and said, all right, cool. I'm going to go with it. And he just, and you see how that went viral. You know, did the promo in the pool, did the promo after the belt was back. You know, he's still pouring the champagne, talking about a little bit of the bubbly. He sent a worldwide, you know, top-notch private investigator to go and find like chris jericho is one of the best the way i judge things to compete to be completely honest what like in a match or whatever yo this shit just has to be entertaining period like i'm not really into like even with, with with grapple and the star ratings and really analyzing shit like i i'm like everybody knows wrestling is predetermined it's more theater than sport these guys are definitely athletes but it's not A sports competition the same way that a boxing match is or the NBA is or the UFC. These guys aren't literally going head to head trying to knock each other out or score more points. What they're doing is they're working together to put on a show. But they have to be like UFC level or NBA level athletes to be able to pull this shit off and make it look good. So it's a hybrid in that sense. But it's a show. And Chris Jericho, you see his rock band Fozzy, you see, you know, his podcast or you listen to his podcast. Chris Jericho is a showman and an entertainer. And, uh, you know, my hat's off. Squeak a beer for the man, Chris Jericho. Speaking of squeak a beer, I got to get my hands on some of. uh, Some Steve Austin's IPA, the Broken Skull IPA. I think you can order that. And have it shipped so i'm gonna have that uh delivered i'm gonna have that delivered i think i'm gonna order some broken skull ipa and i think when i order that i'm gonna chop it up with y'all as i drink the ipa definitely an ipa guy when i'm chilling and a light beer guy like if i have to be you know maneuvering at some kind of industry event or whatever if i gotta move around i'm on the light beers but right now i'm chilling so ipa it is ipa is for the crib so yeah so, I mean, I ain't really want to take too much of your time up. I do want to talk a little bit about what I've been watching on the, on the WWE Network. I've been watching, like, old NXT. And when I say old NXT, like, pre-network NXT. Um, I think 2010 and 2011, like, when NXT first started, it was like a hybrid reality show kind of, you know, where you had, like, your, your, what do they call it, the pro, the WWE pro. And then you had the NXT rookie. So, for instance, um... Like CM Punk was a pro and like Daniel Bryan was a rookie. They weren't working together at the time, by the way. Uh, I think uh the Miz, the Miz was the pro and Daniel Bryan was his rookie. So you would see them coach and he was telling them like, this is the way things go over here and that whole dynamic or whatever. And I think at the end, it was either some kind of voter. I don't, I, I wasn't watching wrestling at the time. So I wasn't watching that live um, and I didn't watch like, I didn't go back and watch all of that shit, but I saw like a couple episodes of that and that was cool. 2012 is when, like, what's closer to the current incarnation of NXT, when like it's closer to what you see now, to where it's basically like its own promotion. They have their own championships, their own roster, their own crowd. When they first went to Full Sale, Full Sale University down in Florida, uh, Orlando, and um, they just kind of do their own thing. So I was I've been watching a little bit of that and it's really interesting. Like uh, a, a funny note, I didn't know because I wasn't watching at the time. I didn't know the EC three was in the WWE slash NXT before, like before he was in Impact. EC three was known as Derek Bateman. Derek Bateman, he had long curly hair. It just looks it just looks fucking weird, <laughs> because if you know EC three, he's built like fucking John Cena now. But at the time, you know, he was still in good shape, but he wasn't as big as he is now or as big as he was in Impact. And he had, like, long hair. He's cut his hair. He literally looks like fucking John Cena now in a different outfit in fucking trunks instead of cargo shorts. But anyway, like, he, you know, he was part of that. You see a lot of the beginnings, like early Bray Wyatt. You see early Seth Rollins, who was the first NXT champion, you know. You see, early Roman Reigns, who was known as Lay Key I believe. Um, you know, there was a there's a lot. I encourage you. So, starting 2012, I think it was like June, June 2012, just about on the WWE Network, um, on NXT, right around there, like mid June or whatever the case is. Just watch. Like, it's just fucking interesting to see like where a lot of these guys were. You know, 2012. This is 2019, so seven years ago. What they were doing in NXT at the time. JR again. JR was on commentary in NXT at the time. Baron Saxton. Byron Saxton. Pardon me. Byron Saxton was on commentary with JR. Um, William Regal was on commentary. Dusty Rhodes was the commissioner. You know. It, it, it's, it's, it was interesting. You know. It was really interesting to see. So yeah. Check that out. But uh, yeah. Part of my fresh podcast. My name is AO. Follow me once again at A-O-B-K-E-R, Ayo Baker, Instagram and Twitter. Follow Part of My Fresh. Do me a favor and follow uh, PMF Pro on Instagram and Twitter, by the way. I ain't going to tell you why, but I, I'm, I'm working on some really fire fucking shit, by the way. And uh, just follow PMF Pro, that's all I'm going to say. But yeah, partofmyfresh.com podcast is available. Uh. <laughs> Shouts to the Bronx Brewery. Podcast is available everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Radio Public. Everywhere the podcasts are available. Just make sure you subscribe to the part of my fresh podcast. I'll catch y'all in a minute. You yeah? Peace.